0: Well, greetings, honored guests. Please welcome your hosts, two time Grammy Award watcher DJ Phillips, and the man voted most likely to give an impromptu speech about how Madeleine Kahn is underrated, Damon Xanthopoulos. <laughs> Hello everyone, hello. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they were any good. My name is DJ. And my name's Damon. Thank you for coming. This is our 100th episode. (laughs) And Damon, I don't know if you can feel the bristling energy in the air. It's bristling. Wow, what it good, really just became very bristling just yeah. all of a sudden It's a little, a little too bristling uh, That's because we are doing a live episode With these wonderful people <laughs> These several hundred wonderful people I, I would like to thank the Ryman Auditorium For letting us uh, <laughs> record here They have no way of knowing if that's true There's no evidence I mean the people here do Oh, well, yeah, they can. Yeah. They Today they can we are watching play. the movie Short Circuit. Yes! Okay, all right. Passionate Short Circuit fans. Yeah, Circuities, fans. I call them. They're Gutenberg heads. Oh, yeah. That's, that's obvious. I could see that when we walked in that there uh, were some Gutenberg heads here. Goodies. Um Now, I have never seen this movie before in my life. You have not? Uh, oh, no, ne- <laughs> You know, they can see. There's a live <laughs> audience. So that's why I did this nostril. Um, oh you have seen this movie. Oh, yeah. This was a big part of my childhood. Anybody else? Was this a big yeah. part? Yeah, a couple. The, okay. sequel. the sequel, yeah. Just a sequel, two. though. Were you confused watching it? Like, what's going on? Who are these people? It Was it mostly <laughs> about Los Lobos? Was that your favorite part? Because they will kick your balls into outer space. I don't know if, you know if you haven't seen the movie, that going to make any sense to you. So cool. Just me and Jason, then. We're just sharing that moment. We can all go if you want. Yeah. We can just head out. You have a Fisher Stevens moment that you were very excited to talk about. I am very about. excited, but I want you to talk about your, your moments with the okay. actual movie. Because you know you are going to talk about okay, so about it. Fisher okay. Stevens. Uh, there's, uh, we, I saw this movie a lot growing up, and I don't know if I thought it was particularly good or that I just saw it a lot. I think as a kid it doesn't matter. It's a movie that's on. It's kind of the same. Uh, but anytime a robot comes to life, I'm on board. I'm, I'm for it. I guess AI is the exception. <laughs> <laughs> What was the Robin Williams one? Oh, Bicentennial Man or Millennial Man. Some unit of time man. man. (laughs) One of those. (laughs) Uh, So uh, why did you like uh, Johnny Five and his adventures so much? Johnny Five being the robot in this movie. I think, well, I mean... Talk to us about it. It's a robot that comes to life. What's not to like, man? I was like, four. I guess that's uh, enough of a reason. Um... He there's a little bit of scary robot action, because they get the red eyes and they like shoot lasers. I don't know if he does it so much as the other robot. There's like multiple robots. OK, and he's the one that gets like I is don't that know, why does he, he gets struck by lightning or something? anybody remember? Yeah. It gets like, yeah, and that's how he becomes sentient, which is how things work. <laughs> that's just science. That's why all the trees that get struck are immediately <laughs> alive. <laughs> um, so I, all I know about this movie going in is there is a talking robot. Yes. That most people... Allie Sheedy. Right. As well. Not, well, she's, she's not, not the not robot. About, yeah. um, the robot, uh, anyone who watched the WALL-E trailer, who was about our age, would be like, hey, wait a minute. I know that robot. Yeah. It is very similar uh, design. And, uh, and Steve Gutenberg's in it, as yeah. legally obligated by any mid to late 80s I mean, movie. This, is, this is Pete Gutenberg, right? I mean... I don't know. I didn't study Gutenberg Onyx uh, in class, so I, I don't know when the Pete Gutenberg... He invented the printing. printing press. How could you not? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I guess this is after Police Academy. I think so. This is after the first one, is Is this least, before right? High Spirits, though? That's my Pete Gutenberg. What? Oh, what is that? That, oh, I'm so glad you asked, because that is, <laughs> he is married to Beverly D'Angelo. They go to an Irish castle that claims to be haunted, but it is actually not haunted. But while they're there, Haunted. Oh, Liam Neeson so is it in is? it, like young Liam Neeson.
1: Before he we knew he was young. a racist.
0: Uh, Daryl Hannah is in it, and Daryl Hannah doing an Irish accent. Ooh, Sorry, uh, audience. It's, such a, it's, it's definitely a movie, I can tell you that. And Peter O'Toole <laughs> is possibly at his drunkest in it, which is fantastic. <laughs>
1: That's but that to is to not the movie we're talking about. It's hard to
0: sustain throughout a full filming of a movie. But, but Peter O'Toole can do it. He's the man to do it. Um, what I do know about this movie, though, and probably the most uh, problematic of the part of this movie is that Fisher Stevens is in it. Yes. He plays an Indian-American. Yes. He is not himself Indian-American. Not remotely. Uh, and all I know about Fisher Stevens, Fisher Stevens is probably a character actor you might recognize from the movie Hackers. He was the villain in Hackers, oh. which is a movie, one of See the few the movies hacked? I know that went from being underrated to overrated to now <laughs> just perfectly rated. Uh, Fisher Stevens is also in, uh, if you, if any of you were sons of Phyllis like I was, um, it was, he was in a show that was sandwiched between that sweet, sweet Christian Sunday CBS magic two hours. There's so many targeted words at me right now. Uh, you have Touched by an Angel and then two hours later you had Promised Land, but in between you had a show called Early Edition which starred Fisher Stevens as like the third casted person. So starred is a vague <laughs> okay. word. It did have Coach Taylor in it from Friday Night Lights. Okay. And here's the premise. Buckle up, DJ. Okay. He gets tomorrow's paper today. <laughs> and That, that sounds helps like a him. Washington Post like tagline or something. And it helps him. He can go and solve uh, problems in his native Chicago with the help of the paper. Not like Mideast Peace Talks, because it has to be within the 24 hours, but he can like help a girl avoid getting hit by a train, which is the one episode I remember. But me and Phyllis Anthopolis love this show because Kyle Chandler probably, if I really had to sit down and talk with Phyllis Anthopoulos, Kyle Chandler is probably like the reason for both of us. She's in that? Kyle Chandler is a man. (laughs) You said Kyle Chandler? Yeah. I thought you said Carol Channing is in this show. Oh my god, then it would be the perfect show. Or no, I Carol just Channing I guess I receiving just tomorrow's I don't know paper today. <laughs> Raspberries. <laughs> Gotta save that girl from getting hit by a train. Um, but that's all I have on this movie: Racism, Robots, Steve Gutenberg. I mean, you hit the main points in Ali Sheedy. I forgot that I didn't realize that Ali Sheedy. And this I feel like, and I don't wanna speak too harshly without having seen the movie in a while, but I feel like this is one of those where you know, you have Breakfast Club, and you're like, oh, she's great. And then you start casting her in things, and you're like, is she? I'm <laughs> not sure, but we'll find out. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to watch the movie together. Are you guys excited to watch Short Circuit <laughs> on this giant screen? First, we have to do a little commercial. Guys, oh, are you ready okay. to, to play us in? I can't believe we, they're not. we get to say, play us in. Oh, it works. <laughs> this is my dream come true. I'm <laughs> just going to let it happen for a little bit live in it. So, you probably thought this was a show, but it's a sales pitch. We're here to tell you about patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. That's our Patreon page. We have some patrons in the audience. His Honor the Mayor on base back there, our MC of the evening, LT's in the house, guys, Amy Parman, thank you for the support, you guys. Um, You can become a, a supporter at many levels. You can help us do cool things like this. We have a popcorn machine. And it's all because of you guys. It's, it's all I can focus on is that popcorn machine because it's the only light in the, the back. It's the only lit part. It's backlighting everything. You can probably everyone. turn that light off, but we'll worry about that later. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it's the light switch. Uh, so. That's uh, what they get you. Anything else to add? I literally have nothing else to add. Patreon.com slash Unertilesanidiot. Let's watch the show. Our hosts, David Zantopoulos, DJ Phillips, and all the snark you can fit in a jar. Woo! Okay. Got so many notes here. Is that on a napkin? So (laughs) professional. Yeah, I just like to do it on bar napkins, even when I have other options. I still do it on a bar (laughs) napkin. How's everybody doing? Did you enjoy Short Circuit? No, no. That is enthusiasm that I didn't expect. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the first thing we need to do is recap that movie because everybody listening might not have sat here and watched it with us. Damon Zanthopoulos oh. here to my left is super good at that. So we're going to let him do it. And five, four, three, two, one, go. Uh, so this is a movie about um, five robots, specifically it's a fifth robot. It's not catchphrase. You can talk you can <laughs> at a normal rate. Go ahead. Two words. <laughs> uh So, Johnny Five is a military grade robot that gets loose because of butterfly or something. Uh, He (laughs) lands on Ali Sheedy's food truck. Health food. Health food. It has herbs, according to the side. Um, uh, And Steve Gutenberg and a racist racist stereotype chase after it. And uh, eventually it starts to learn things uh, from reading the Encyclopedia Britannica, amongst other things. As we all did. And watching Three Stooges' shorts, again, as we all did. Um, and eventually it decides it's alive. Johnny Five is alive, mm-hmm. it city. might say. Um, and uh, Nova Laboratories, where it came from, decides it wants to take it back because it's worth $11 million. And uh will blow it up to do that, which... Doesn't really track in in my brain. yeah, um, and I don't know. Steve Gutenberg falls in love with Ali Sheedy. The racist stereotype continues. Uh, also, kind Pendleton. of a robot Sheedy Gutenberg love triangle. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, racist stereotype over here. He's just yeah himself. over there being racist. Uh, and Johnny Five uh, sends one of his own to die in his stead. <laughs> And uh, that's the movie, right? That's pretty much it. They moved it. to Montana. Credits. Yeah. Big Sky Country. Yeah. Did I miss anything? That's, that was the main beats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd still be on the credits. That's why we let Damon do it. Um, what is your first reaction to this movie? You uh, like? You feel? You're feeling. Lots of philosophical questions about. I robots. did have a lot of philo- thank you philosophical questions. Is definitely what I had. The main <laughs> one being, and I know you're a musician. I'm a, uh, but uh, I know we're not robotics. Career we're a not mystery. robotics engineers. But can you give me a good reason that a robot would have eyebrows? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> they have aside very from picking up wrenches, of course. Oh shit! <laughs> then no. Well, they the have, obvious answer: picking up wrenches. You know, if you're if a if a robot's gonna attack you, yes, they need to look angry. And I think that <laughs> the robots in this they need to squint. They need to be able to squint. Yeah. Well, they have very uh, sophisticated eye mechanisms, mm-hmm. and they need such to be as protected. turning red, such is <laughs> like yeah, turning red like like when you used to take. Kodak pictures. I do yeah. like, I mean, as much as, of course, we all love Johnny Five, I do like one through four's ability to squint and look really just earnest and menacing. Yeah. They chance. were very menacing the whole time. They were, yeah. Yeah. And they, you, know, you know you're about to get lasered when the eyes turn red. Mm-hmm. And they're squinting at you. Right. And just they're squinting. Like really yeah. focusing. Yeah. But I think mostly it's wrench work. <laughs> <laughs> it was the main... Reason. Um, I don't know why I'm. I'm also bothered this so by you know they spend 11 million dollars on these robots, presumably to kill people. Oh yeah, they're gonna drive it down. That's actually one and of run the, over poppy flowers. Yes, um, that's the very beginning. But they're gonna but, drive it down Moscow Main Main Street Moscow and mm-hmm. and kill civilians and probably some you know party. Right party big wigs but also don't, to make don't talk war strategy with me making okay. gin and tonics is possibly the easiest drink to make it's in the name <laughs> uh, you're you're halfway there with just remembering that yeah oh I gin think, and tonic I if got he had that. whipped up a tom collins i would have been like now that's a robot right there Uh-oh. i have no it idea it makes in sense that. that we spent 11 million dollars on these things no one, no one on earth knows what's in a tom collins so the robot can make it um we're going we're gonna to just come back around to Fisher Stevens because that's going to be the whole no, back No, that's a big show, chunk. That's a big chunk. So we're just going to move forward a little bit. I have used... I'm, just real quick, I'm going to get some of these out of the way. I didn't realize that phrases I use in my everyday life are from this movie. Oh, no. Of course there's a van is one that I've said multiple times and I had no idea what it was from. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying it happened. Um, the chopper Huey bit... That comes later. That's I've, I've used that, and very few people go with me. And now I know why it's because it's from this movie that like, very not many people remember. So uh, I told me that was another one that I used to use a lot. Wait, what another was that thing. line? When, so when Gutenberg's exploring his uh, you know aliveness on the mountain with with the robot. With Johnny Five. and uh, he says, "How do, you know? No one told you that was wrong." And he says, "I told me." <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Well, that's good. I told me. <laughs> you got to really lean into that. Um, that's it. Two-thirds of your quotes are from Austin Pendleton, which uh, Austin Pendleton, who played Howard, the head of robotics. Yes. Um, you may know him from the Muppet movie or My Cousin Vinny. Yes. Yeah. Or various other things. Um, from See, he's the bad lawyer in My Cousin Vinny, right? Yeah, he's okay. the stuttering oh, right. lawyer in that's My right. Cousin Vinny. Yeah. Um, he is my current nominee for the Katherine O'Hara Memorial MVP award. Okay. All right. Keep that in mind. He's doing great. He's the only person who made me legitimately laugh rather than ironically laugh. Right. <laughs> I'm underlining his name currently just in case you're wondering what he's talking I also forgot of, of the other candidates that are. Over, <laughs> oh, nope, nope, away. nope. I'm sorry. No, Sheedy, you're out. Uh, it's a tough race this year. <laughs> I also have quoted whatever God wants, he keeps. As like a fake punchline, just like when you need to come up with one. Didn't realize it was anti-Semitic, so I'm going to not do that anymore. I do like that that's how you prove something's alive if it gets anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's cool. He knows to hate other people. That's perfect. Coincidentally, coincidentally that's also how you get a job in government. So it's, <laughs> it's oh! oh, political humor. We win this. Uh, John Badham, uh, by the way, the director of this film. Okay. uh, He also directed Saturday Night Fever, so he got two paychecks for this because he featured Saturday Night Fever so heavily in this movie. That's kind of... That's kind of a dick move. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what, what piece of pop culture would be so influential to a robot that has just become conscious? I know my movie. John Travolta <laughs> dancing with that lady from the syndicated I mean, sitcom wrong. Out it's of This World. Yeah. I mean, it's a fine movie. It's got dancing. I've never seen that. Did you feel like there was a Shape of Water thing going on with Johnny Five and Ally Sheedy? Yes. In that was getting very uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> even if you like kinda... Or a splash thing, if you prefer that. Yeah, out. if you take the like cross-species thing out of it... Which well, is... I don't know if a robot is really a species. Right, yeah. Although but... it is alive, if I have to right. assume the premise of this movie. But even if it is, it's like a four-year-old, or whatever. <laughs> Four-day-old, like, four according to her. <laughs> which is gross, regardless of what you're talking about. And his fingers are just... <laughs> I mean... But they were DTF, let's be honest. Oh, that yeah. was going to happen, right? Okay, 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 cool. But then Steve Gutenberg came along with his flesh and bones and had to <laughs> ruin everything. Just blocked it, cock-blocked him. Um, let's talk about her animals, shall we? Oh, God. Um, yes. Ali Shitty is an animal hoarder, as Annie uh, yes. would put it. She probably has a dead cat under a stack a- of a- books. Somewhere. As who would put it? As a E. Oh, A-Andy. I, okay. I thought you said Annie, and I'm like, who's this Annie that we're referring to? <laughs> Little Orphan Annie would put it as uh, <laughs> okay. she's an animal hoarder. Often, when she talked about do Little Ali, Orphan Annie only has one dog, and so she's, you know, knowledgeable <laughs> enough to recognize an animal hoarder when she has one. <laughs> Any more than one is hoarding to Annie. It's <laughs> a very harsh joke. It's judge. a very strict rule. Uh... She has a, a raccoon, which she immediately feeds on the, on the porch. That she has is, is a skunk. That is a wild animal. I didn't know if the owl was hers or just hanging out. Yeah. It was just, do you think it's like, hey, what's going on in there? Hey, what are, you, what are all these ravens doing on your porch? It was, I always thought it was weird when people keep, I mean, does anybody here have birds? Like, as pets? I dated a guy who kept birds. That's fucking weird, right? Just for like the record, I dated him for three dates. Is this the guy that smelled gasoline? No, it's the guy who didn't know what an ambassador was. (laughs) (laughs) I made a a joke that it was Shirley Temple Black's birthday, and I said, you know, she was also the ambassador to Czechoslovakia. And he said, but she's American. And I said, yes. (laughs) Let's. Go I got more th- of those if you need some. Let's go our separate ways, shall we? Um, yeah, skunk, raccoon, multiple birds. So many kittens. Lots of kittens. Now that's there's. I love kittens, but that is a lot of ammonia smell coming from one apartment. Yeah. Oh, her house smells like pee. Oh yeah. So many different cuss. So many. So many. So much pee. She had a three-legged dog. I didn't realize it was three-legged until later. into in the. Oh, movie. the the. Beasley. Beasley was three-legged. Yeah. Oh, just, but he can also mount roofs, so that's he's something. Walking like a normal pup. Mazel tov to that three-legged yeah, dog. good job, Beasley. That's pretty good. Uh, do you want to talk more about animals, or do you want to talk about I her abusive move on ex-boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Let's he was a plot him. device that I didn't know why he was here. I like when, when movies go pure evil. They're like... Just like a complete villain. He has no... He's like, I'm going to bring bro. a gun into your home. You're going to be surprisingly not bothered by it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to threaten to shoot you and I'm going to threaten to blow up this robot. (laughs) Um, Robot. Robot. Thank you. Uh, uh, And... And her landlord, landlady, sorry. Oh, was that um, I assumed so, right? The, the, she, no, she never came back. The what? foreign woman who was just yeah. out in the chicken yard for a brief period. <laughs> oh, I forgot the chicken. She also has chickens and chickens. geese and shape. Yeah. Um, but he was so villainous that it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was clearly... And the movie ridiculous. kept really pushing that he was attractive. And I was like, I've been around the block movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that attractive. Even like with an 80s filter, I'm like... Mm. Yeah, because you kind of have to, like, Ally is very cute. You have to kind of, like, give the hair a pass and be like, all right, she's yeah, baby. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and the Pontiac Trans Am. Spe- well. I mean. I mean, that's timeless. Let's be honest. Uh, speaking of attractive, uh, how do you feel about Gutenberg? Uh, I mean, I'd probably be the, I mean. We've got some young yeah. heads back there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not the most fuckable movie.
1: <laughs> so, like I mean, it's Gutenberg? a low
0: bar to clear. For Gutenberg? No, I mean in general. Have okay. you seen the men in this movie? Were you around for it? I was here. Uh, Gutenberg is the most fuckable man in this movie. <laughs> really? Who is. G.W. Bailey. <laughs> the, the sergeant? Whatever, the sergeant, from, from the, the, police the very militaristic music. sergeant from yeah. Police Academy. Move and it, move it, and mannequin. And mannequin. What? And mannequin. Oh, yeah, mannequin, yeah. Don't forget. Uh, Never. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, but he is very uh, attractive in this movie. In fact, I had trouble like positing that... I guess the movie wanted me to believe that he was a nerd who had trouble with women. Yeah. And maybe because I was introduced to Steve Gutenberg from Police Academy, where he is the opposite type He's character who does not have trouble meeting women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not buying into that he was, you know, oh, I don't know how to talk to this Ally Sheedy character. I think we got really good interface time or whatever the hell he said. Right. That was ridiculous. Yeah, those high-waisted it. pants on that LT pointed out. She's into the high-waisted pants. Oh yeah. She noticed those high-waisted <laughs> pants. He was yes, he was very attractive. Okay. All right. Right? No, oh, I mean, I'm not I'm fine with him. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't bother me. I just don't I like- You brought a, it up. I'm just saying, like you brought it up. He's like, okay, so this is an eighties. This is an era where there's lots of uh heartthrobs, right? And and is like it a, an era where there's lots of heartthrobs? Well, but they were all very confusing to me, and part of it is because I was younger, and, you know... Was Steve Gutenberg ever considered a heartthrob? I feel I like the 80s so. heartthrobs were all like... <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Stallone and what are like Tom Selleck. He was like... Uh, that's He's fair. pretty much all a right. straight line, but with a mustache across the top. And, uh, you know, if we just keep on the three men and a baby uh, line, yeah. a Ted Danson. Was Ted Danson a heartthrob? Too much forehead for a hard thing. He has a lot of forehead, a five yeah. head, maybe a six head. Yeah. But now he's got the white hair on the good place. Yes. He's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. So right, good exactly. place, as someone calls it. So good place. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about her health van. Health van? Health food truck. A health van. I think that's the accepted health. She term. was way ahead of the food truck phenomenon. I will tell her that. I've good got to hand it to Ali Sheedy on that one. Although she can't spell parties, according to the side of her is food is truck. Is it spelled wrong? It is spelled with a Y-S rather than I-E-S. Maybe it was like possessive, like your no, party's favorite food. No, it wasn't food. that. Oh. <laughs> so, health food. Do you got your herbs? You got your You got herbs. healthy snacks. There is very clearly... Do you have your grains as well. She knows your grains. Yes, grains. There is very clearly a box of Lucky Charms that falls on her. Which is odd. Not a health food! <laughs> Although it does have my 12 essential vitamins That's that I true. do need to get if through of day. If you have that, a glass of OJ, pancakes... Uh, eggs, bacon, and an, an entire orange. Did you it's mention a, a gra- grapefruit in there? Grapefruit, cherry I should on say top? Yeah. yeah. With cherry on top. It's a balanced breakfast. I used to do that as a child. I would cut my grapefruits. You know how when you're a kid, you go through a grapefruit phase? Um, I would cut my grapefruits and grab a maraschino cherry and put it in the center, just like, just like in the commercials. Thank you. Um, did you say that, like, sad? Was that, yeah, I will take it as a compliment, no matter what it was. Damon and I used to be roommates, and he, he, he I don't know if he still does. It's been a while, but he eats grape nuts, and Trevor every time I'd be like, grape nuts? Yeah. Never seen anyone under 60 I mean, first off, under I have, lozenges. I have lozenges in my pocket right now because I fought in the Korean War, and my grandkids don't call me. So I'm going to eat grape nuts as much as I want. I love grape nuts. Grape nuts are great if you're a little bit introverted because you can eat them, and no one can talk to you. It's like having your beats up. You can't hear you them. They can talk to you, but you can't thing. hear them. And you're like, oh, sorry, grape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I still eat grape nuts. Okay, good. I'm oh, good. And it takes me about 25 minutes to finish, though. (laughs) And my gums are bleeding. Is that normal? (laughs) Eat mindfully. it's good. (laughs) You sing like Tom Waits once you're done. It's great. (laughs) All right, what else you got over there in your little magic notebook? Thank you. Um... Oh, you know what, guys? I uh, I did like the note. Um, Ali Sheedy screamed as Johnny Five. By the way, Johnny Five's taking apart her apartment stressed me the fuck out. I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> yeah. But that was just giving me. First off, there's kittens everywhere, and if you have a cat, we have me and Tyler have a cat. She does not get an, out of my way. So if I had treads and didn't lift my feet, for example, say I were a Johnny One through Five, she would be dead. There'd be no way around it, and then there would just be blood spatters all over my. my and then house. it'd be like, no, it's gross. Viscera, <laughs> like <laughs> a gore, taking it from. Yeah. Uh, but I did like when Ali yelled, "Oh my China!" <laughs> and I didn't know if that was like something that um, a writer wrote down, thinking that that was something that someone would say naturally. And or you think she improvised improvise that? As millennials and Gen Zers were so removed from having cash available to us to actually spend on china, that we were like, "What a ridiculous line!" But in the '80s, it was commonplace for a twenty-something to have a collection of china just sitting out, ready for a tea ceremony at any moment. <laughs> It was weird. Yeah, it was like already set. Just That's, ready to go. Yeah. Next to her apples and oranges and onions in a little basket. You never step. know when your English aunt might just <laughs> drop in. Oh, Hercule Poirot, I didn't realize you'd be stopping by. One lump or two. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so he, number five, got a jump on like the sort of internet font, like with the... Oh, yeah. He has a collection of fonts. I'm alive. Yeah. That's kind of good. He's got, he's got a... It reminded of like the in pulse. the 2000s when you know high school girls would on their MySpace accounts would just like do lowercase uppercase lowercase uppercase mm-hmm. lowercase uppercase Classic. and it would stress me out because I thought I was having a schizophrenic like episode <laughs> um, a lot of stressors it for you seemed, <laughs> I'm a big ball of stress <laughs> but it seems weird that that would be you know one of his functions to show how he was malfunctioning would be a variety of fonts to choose from <laughs> Because that screen that Steve Gutenberg was staring at didn't—it was like a war game screen. It didn't seem like there was right. a, like a v- lot of variety in terms of fonts. But Johnny Five—he well, found, found a way. He found a way, much he like life, that. which he was infected with. <laughs> so at, at some point, Johnny Five gets turned off. Oh, malfunctioned, yet, disassembled. Well, no. when they when they turn him off, they like hit his little they hit his off, little red hit button. His, his, the off button. It's a little red button, and he's in the back of the truck, and then he like wakes up. And then turns himself more on. He was only partially off. He wasn't disassembled. His eyebrows were still completely functional. Right. The wha- Just like a person in a coma, that's their the thing eyebrows that- will still work. Yeah, obviously. Was there like an, an? You know how you know you go through surplus, and then you got supply and demand. Was there a surplus of Johnny's in the 80s? Because they got Johnny from. The Karate Kid movies. Oh, actual this, Johnnies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was Johnny the blonde kid from the yeah. Karate Kid? Mm-hmm. In Cobra Kai now, YouTube original. Sweep the leg. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Were there I a think... lot more Johnnies that you're thinking of? I th- you know, the song was, was not just for The song that movie. Johnny Five listened to? Yeah. Or... And then he's super into Johnny. It just seems like a... And the song Johnny Are You Queer. Am I the only one who knows that one? I don't I sang that in drag once. Is that the end of the story? That's oh, okay. the end of the story. I okay. mean, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all you need. Picture that for the next two seconds. I uh, I thought this would be an ET ripoff. Which when I started, I thought it would be like, a, oh, here's and I mean, Ali Sheedy really did. She went all in on you're definitely an alien thing with robotic parts. Right. Um <laughs> But. <laughs> I was very I was ready for it to be at like an E.T. moment, and I thought for some reason there would be a child involved, but there wasn't. Just Steve Gutenberg, um, <laughs> who's very childlike, um, but it's actually more like Flight of the Navigator, which we actually watched yeah. for this show, where the thing learns from watching TV. In right. Flight of the Navigator, it's Pee Wee Herman, and this one it's the Three Stooges, yeah. both obnoxious. Um, Take it back. <laughs> uh, but I, I, just remember. I have no comments about it beyond that. But I remember, I think this m- movie is a lot more like *Flight of the Navigator* than this. And I've never like seen that. *Batteries Are Not Included*, which is another robotics movie from the '80s. Yeah, I, I remember liking it, but I don't. There was a voice from the back. Yeah, it's good. Is it like this? Is it robots with, uh, you know, that yeah, learn things? Robots actually are aliens. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Twi- that's probably why yeah. Ali Sheedy was so confused. She just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, see, now I'm not going to watch it. now. There is robot, there is robot on Robot Love. Yeah. Ooh, okay, now, right. see, right, I'm, I'm back in. Back in, okay. thank Good. You. <laughs> when are we going to talk about brownface because uh, I'm running out of bullet points Wait, okay, do you want to talk about robot sexual harassment or, or malapropism? <laughs> Can we talk about the ridiculous... The malapropism, which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> the, the ridiculous name Newton Crosby, which definitely felt like a screenwriter put it in there and was like, I'm going to change that before I mean I turn it... it in. <laughs> He's a fucking nerd, you get it, right? Newton and Bing Crosby together, Steve Gutenberg. I would have got David, but sure. Oh, David Crosby. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no follow up. <laughs> um, you're, you're witnessing all the things we cut from the yeah, actual. This episode. is it. It's, it's <laughs> all <laughs> in on tape. This Let's is talk about brownface. Okay, fine. Finally, two white guys will address this issue. This is fucking egregious. Like, I guess, because, so... On a scale of, like, Indian-American representation, on a scale from Aziz Ansari in Master of None to Aziz Ansari on a date, how bad is this? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would go over better. (laughs) 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 Well, I can't answer my own question. You have to drink faster. Uh, which, which one is bad? They're so, they're both so good. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's the latter is the worst. This is like Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, what's his name? Oh, no, Mickey you're thinking Rooney. of... What? Wait, what? Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Oh. Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's. This is like... For some Super reason, I was Rooney. thinking Breakfast I'm, 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 Club, I'm getting the right and I was like, movie, what happens right? Right? in the Breakfast yeah, Club? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's pretty bad. Is it as bad as Mickey Rooney? It's Maybe. pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he, well, he, he colored his skin. Okay. No, I'm Indian seeing American. it now. Yeah. He dropped every single time he speaks. Uh huh. It's a malapropism. He sure. misspeaks, replaces words, messes it up, has this. Not to mention, he is not like new to this country. He is at least a first or second generation American. So, yeah, why, why has he not figured out what he's talking about yet? Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, do you think like did anybody bat an eye? You think when this was going on? No, like not not in the audience, but like. did What you about think... Long Duck Dong from that other '80s movie? I mean, yeah. American movies love. But he the, the guy having was, representation it, that of guy people. was Asian though, right? The, yes. Yeah. So at least to his credit, I he mean, was. I guess. Good job. Um, guy. <laughs> But you don't think Fishy Steves was like, guys... Fishy Steves. I don't know. Uh, He has... He did... Actually, I did read that he did an interview with Aziz Ansari um, about this movie. Aziz was telling yeah. him that this movie really bothered him, and he did... Uh, I don't know if he apologized, but he did say, like, that would never fly today. And Right. And we're all like, and, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know. It's the lowest bar to clear. Like, <laughs> yeah, they would not hire me today. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't have anything else to say, but it's probably like the biggest stain on this movie. It is, yeah. Can we just give it a big boo? Boo! And then there's also uh, a fair bit of misogyny slash sexual harassment happening oh, Without the yeah. shitty character. Like every well, also like Long Duck Dong. He's like very horn. Yeah, he's a he's a horn dog like the whole time. And he's then, a desexualized, hyper-sexualized. Yeah, Johnny uh, Five gets thorn. in on the action. Oh. Gutenberg's there. I mean, he's, Johnny Five gets more play. <laughs> Again Can we talk about Johnny Five and his aliveness To get away from okay. this topic Please In a post-Furby world
1: <laughs> do Is that buy, where we are? Is that a demarcation? Do you buy
0: that Johnny Five is in fact alive? Well, uh... I mean we encounter AI so often now yeah. Like I'm like You're not alive You're just a fucking robot Who figured stuff out I mean, if he was alive today, he would be like a Nazi, like that, that robot that they created on Twitter that, after a while, people just kept talking to her, and she started spouting anti-Holocaust stuff. Oh, cool. Stuff. Did you guys hear about this? No. They created an- uh, That's awesome. An artificial- It is awesome. That is so You're great. absolutely yeah. right. Uh, they created an artificially intelligent Twitter profile, and she, you know, people just started spamming her with garbage that she eventually would respond with, you know, the Holocaust never happened and things like that. So, and, and so that's where Johnny Five will and be And that's today. Tommy Lauren. Good job. <laughs> uh, that sucks. So we're actually very lucky that Johnny Five <laughs> just makes landed. makes me sad. It's not funny. It's just sad. We're lucky that Johnny Five landed on Stephanie's food truck. Yes. <laughs> we are. I think we all are. At least in a narrative sense. Right. We got and to he'll see probably become moment. an animal hoarder, but otherwise, fine. Yeah, she seems nice enough, I guess. Um, but I don't buy that he is alive. You lot. don't buy that he's alive. No. He's a robot well, that has learned something. You know, what does it mean to be alive, Damon? This movie really wants me to think that. And I probably, <laughs> if I was more stoned, I would probably go along with it. You brought, good, <laughs> you brought up a good point. I mean, we don't, we have weight in the back if you want to do <laughs> uh, it. Or good, in the glove compartment. Good point when he builds a robot to be destroyed in his That place. is a little disturbing. Like, if he is really, if he does believe that robots have the potential to be alive, yeah. he has now sent one to its death. Ooh, it got dark. It's getting heavy. It dark Not to mention edge. he took their, their spare parts to repair himself. And he he you know reprogrammed those other just beat each other up. Yeah. Johnny Five is a monster. What happened? And I I, I went back to the uh, old popcorn tank a couple times. Like what happened to number one? Uh, I think he was Mo. But there was only three. Oh, you're right. I see what you're saying. Was he Shemp, maybe, and he just got his scenes cut? <laughs> yeah, cut. <laughs> does anybody remember what happened in number one well, maybe there was one that blew up and then there was a three that got turned into What? when did it blow up the, the very, the
1: one that, I he thought had, he made that he from spare pots on. he built oh he
0: built no. it out of spare pots yeah mm-hmm.
1: oh. that's number six that was oh number God. six yeah
0: <laughs> number six is in the he, ditch he like threw mud at number one and then I, I couldn't figure out what happened after. That yeah thing. okay well, there cool. is a missing robot so Austin Pendleton is gonna be you know yeah, stressed off. out all over again when he yeah. finds out that number one is missing. Oh, poor Austin. Um, okay. What about you guys? Do you have anything that we didn't think of? Yeah, what you got, Brandon? I have feelings. I have thoughts about this movie. You have feelings and thoughts? Please. Yeah. We're going to repeat like people in the room can't hear just because sure. people are So uh, sum it up as basically as, as possible. It was as well directed as it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was as well directed as it was terrible. Okay. I was really surprised by, really surprised by how much Home Alone lifted from this movie. Like, <laughs> it felt John and just watched this movie and was like I'm going to take that I'm going to take that <laughs> wait what, what, what uh, help me out what did what did uh, Home Alone the TV take them stuff. In? the TV stuff the traps oh, oh yeah. yeah the gangster movie keep yeah. the james you the animal yeah the traps and things like that right general um. hijinks but I feel like that's an 80s movies trip like like Gizmo also watches too much TV and Garamlins too, and learns yeah. a lot about Rambo and creating bows and arrows yeah that's fair that's true What do you got to say about that, De La Cruz? Most importantly... Ali Sheedy was by far the best thing about this movie. No, I do want to talk about Ali Sheedy. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Uh Ali I Sheedy, think said that Ali Sheedy was the best part about this movie. The, that uh, this movie could easily have created just a generic character and they gave her like an actual personality. Yeah. I don't know if I actually want to hang out with her. Um, yeah, she seems a lot. Having bowls of grains and herbs. Um, but just, they like actually created like an animal hoarder who's like really into health food, possibly into conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, Apparently, just goes ahead and buys Encyclopedia Britannica's from door-to-door salesmen. Uh, She seems really charming, and, uh, you know, she attacks men that she did welcome into her home with baseball bats. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I I, I was just reminded, what was the boyfriend's plan with the dog? He was going to take it to Quinn's Medical Research. To what what end? They need to research on three-legged dogs. There's a whole program... To get them to jog. How few legs can a dog have? <laughs> Bring me your dogs! That was Quinn, by the way. Anybody That's else? Anything Anything else we missed? Anybody out there? All right. Can't, see you. Where were our friends? friends? What? Ali Sheedy's friends? Where did well, her she... friends come get her? They're in detention. What? <laughs> why did her friends come get her? Joel said there in detention. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Emilio Estevez, he can't make it out. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> that was good. She I has no friends, apparently. Aside from uh, an ethnic stereotype she of a landlady. She has hundreds of friends and they live in her house with her. That's probably the problem. That's why yeah. she has so few human friends. Yeah. Well, she has that cat poop babe brain disease. Thing. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. it <laughs> will happen. Okay. Not to mention, she probably smells like cat pee.
1: She's skunk, and possibly yeah.
0: skunk. There's a skunk I in her house. I'm surprised that skunk was as cool as it was around a robot going around. Yeah. Do you think it was just she just like doesn't notice when things get sprayed? Do you think if you lived with the skunk, you would eventually get used to it? The smell. I don't know. the skunk's cool with it. I like that his little paws his little paws were on top of the oven he was just like sort of like watching her make marinara sauce <laughs> you want a skunk now I want a skunk Tyler you're getting a skunk if Looney Tunes has taught me anything is that skunks are pretty much identical to cats I think the skunk was kind of more like the uh, Fisher Stevens character oh yeah Yeah. he is foreign Yeah. No. no I mean over-sexed. like Peppy Le Pew, like chasing after that's what I was saying yeah oh, okay <laughs> you were with me Alright, do we are we are we, do you have anything else you wanna say? I don't think so. Ready to head to the to the old verdict? I'm ready to head. Boys, why don't you play us to the verdict? <laughs> I didn't that have to awesome. move. I was just here listening to the news. I always wanted to talk off mic like on a late night show. We didn't say anything just then. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, just peanut think? butter, peanut butter. What do you yeah. think the verdict is? Well, I'll just tell you on the microphone in a minute. Cool. Great. <laughs> cool. Uh, Damon Zanthapa, what is Thank you. your verdict? Uh, do you first want to talk about the Catherine O'Hara Memorial MVP? I'm going to give it to Austin Pendleton. Seconded. Do I have a third? No? I will take okay. that mm as a third. I think, that, I think that removed the second. Can we get a second? Uh, what is the parliamentary no? okay. procedure? <laughs> Jury's out. Sorry. Uh, lips. I will give. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will give the Sally Field Best Scene Award to Ali Sheedy. For what? Whenever she was attacking a man with a baseball bat. That's your. That's all of it. Just all of it. Just put a put a net over. I don't, know. I don't want to tarnish Sally Field's name with that one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Really hate Ali Sheedy. I will say about this movie: this movie is dumb. <laughs> and I don't. I laughed at it unironically twice. All Austin Pendleton. Yeah. Um, so I will say, your inner child is an idiot. Yeah, I'm gonna make this short. Uh, your inner child is an idiot. This is a bad movie and super racist. <laughs> right? Like. I really, for some reason... And I think it's Short Circuit too, where where Fisher Stevens' character takes front and center, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're like, moved to New York So or I was scared... Right? That's the sequel rule for the 80s. You always go, go to New York. Go to New York, yeah. Jason Voorhees, The Muppets, New York. <laughs> uh, but I, so I was expecting him to be in this a lot more than he was. Yeah. However, it was still bothersome. And they, they really leaned into it, too. They were oh, like, yeah. this is our comedy gold there were like movie. he got like two lines where it was just like he just has an accent maybe it's gonna be cool from here on out and <laughs> I was like no he's super horny and weird <laughs> what do you guys think anybody uh, agree disagree agree agree, agree? okay alright well I don't know if those boos were pro, <laughs> or pro or the movies. okay we'll take it okay oh, I don't know it. how to end a live show well first of all thank oh, you yeah. everyone for coming <laughs> Thank you. This is really fun. This is the first time we've ever done this, and so it was really stressful. But <laughs> it turned out great. So, And that's because you came. So thank you very much. We want to thank our house band. The Catherine O'Hara Memorial MVP band. <laughs> and dancers. Orchestra. And I messed it up. It was good. Uh, and we also want to thank uh, our... Patrons on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Unit Travels and I have the a few of them. want you to start thinking specific patrons like, for example, um, Jacob Grimm, Corey Cummings, woo! Brandon Hardy, Christine in Brooklyn, His Honor the Mayor, His Honor the Mayor, <laughs> Jeremy Powell, uh, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, <laughs> Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghost in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you very much. Thank you everyone for being here. We really appreciate it. Boys, play us out.